Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. Inviting people into our space, there's a, such a physicality to it. You know, generosity in and of itself is beautiful. But even more, when you know, you're sitting and spending time with somebody and providing for them out of your space, you're sharing your own space with them. There's so much connection in that, and it doesn't require necessarily that you have a home to invite people to. There are many times when we don't go out of our way to make people feel welcome and accepted. How willing are you to let people enter your space? Pastor David will speak today on these things. There's a spiritual generosity that's expressed when we welcome a person into our world and share a portion of our lives with them. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Romans chapter 12 as he continues his message, Overcome Evil with Good. Jesus said that he, you know, he endured the trial, he endured the cross for the hope set before him. He was planted in the hope and so he was able to endure he tells us that's the model. And so again, just where are you actually at in your expectation of Jesus' return? How do you feel about Jesus' return? That is an important diagnostic for us. Again, not for shame, oh, I'm doing so badly, but to just recognize something's out of order. If I have no anticipation of the return of Jesus, then that's out of alignment with everything he says my life is supposed to look like, with what he says is how I'm designed to be knowing him and like everything he said, I'm missing something if I'm not excited for that. And I think a lot of times in our culture, we are mostly looking for like today, how are things going to go with Jesus? And that is part of our walk with Jesus. But we can lose sight of the big picture. What he's saying is he's returning to restore everything. Nothing is restored yet. Like the universe is not yet the way it's supposed to be. I'm not yet the way I'm supposed to be. Like nothing is finished yet. Everything is still broken. And his promise is that when he comes back is when he's going to fix everything. We're going to be with him receive everything we ache for, everything that we're designed for. That's what he promises to us, that when he returns, it's his good pleasure to give us his kingdom, that we'll feast with him, that we'll have all of time to enjoy one another, 
to enjoy Jesus, to enjoy creation set free from the bondage to sin, where right now everything's got smog and microplastics and right beer bottles on the beach and stuff. He's like, that's not going to be there. Like one day, it's gonna. You're not going to be worried about broken glass on the beach. You're not going to be dealing with plagues covering the earth. You're not going to be dealing with it being too hot and you get a sunburn. And right? You're not going to be confronted with all those things. You can have all the time in eternity to enjoy everything you're made for with your maker. So that's the primary hope. That's the big picture. And we can cultivate our expectation of it. We should be cultivating our expectation of that. Practical tools for that. Again, read your Bible. And be asking him to give you his perspective, to read it prayerfully, read it with him, to disentangle the places where we kind of project our ideas, we project our experiences onto God, and we read God's voice in the Scripture through the lens of wounds and stuff rather than reading it through the understanding that he's completely good. Read your Bible asking him to help you see it right. And then another practical tool for this expectation, I think, is to... He says to receive all things with thankfulness, that every good gift comes down from the Father of lights. That we can actually lean into beauty and recognize it as all that we're made for, like sort of punching through, little glimpses of what we're designed for. I mean, you feel it, right? When you go to mountains or to the ocean or you read a really good book that catches you up into adventure, or you have just you know an exceptionally sweet time with people you care about, that you feel so much joy in it, and then also a little bit of the ache of I'm going to leave this in an hour or a day. You know, this is not this this experience of beauty right now is partial, but. That doesn't mean we should despise the experiences. Those things are gifts that kind of whet our appetite. They stir us toward what we're made for. That There is going to be a day where that ache is fulfilled. So you can cultivate that with the movies and the books and the time in nature. And then, again, just be praying. Be talking to Jesus throughout your day, cultivating the relationship. Because it breaks us out of the small perspective, the short-sighted perspective, when we're in relationship with him, when we're talking with him and asking him about things in the day and doing the things he calls us to, more than just tossing up, you know, Jesus, please help me with this thing. Like having that time where we're steadfast in prayer, again, it stirs our heart toward eternity, toward when it's not partial, when right now we pray, but it's veiled and it's partial and not sitting with Jesus and feasting with him like we will do. And so the time that we spend with him right now stirs our heart toward the fulfillment. Verse 13, he says, distribute to the needs of the saints and be given to hospitality. He commands us to be 
serving one another, looking out for the practical needs of one another. And he's very practical about his instructions with this. In 2 Corinthians 8, 13, he says, the point is not that others should be eased and you burdened, but that there be equality, that at this time your abundance would supply their lack, that their abundance would supply your lack, that there would be equality as it was written, that he who gathered much had nothing left over and he who gathered little had no lack. In James 2.15, he says, if a brother or sister is naked or destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you don't give them the things that are needed for the body, what does it profit that you said nice things to them and prayed for them when you had the thing in your hand and don't give it? He's very practical with us about this. And in the book of Proverbs, he gives more guidelines about um, understanding the different circumstances and everything and what's appropriate. He, he warns very often in the book of Proverbs about co-signing on stuff, which has always kind of struck me that he makes such a big deal about that. He gives details about, you know, when and how. He's very practical about this. And so I'm not going to read through the entire book of Proverbs with us today. But I encourage you to meditate on that. Go back to Proverbs to understand more about the generosity and about hospitality. And hospitality, I think, is such a beautiful expression of God's heart because it's what he has done with us, right? What he tells us is he is preparing a place for us. He's inviting us into his family. And when we are inviting people into our space, there's a, such a physicality to it. You know, generosity in and of itself is beautiful, but even more when we, you know, you're sitting and spending time with somebody and providing for them out of your space. You're sharing your own space with them. There's so much connection in that. And it doesn't require necessarily that you have a home to invite people to. Right now, I'm not in a position where I can really be bringing people into my space but God provides different opportunities. You know, we have the cafe, we go to pizza, or you meet with people. You can make people feel welcome just with your use of your space. Even if you don't have a home, you're, you know, you're not able to bring people in, still hospitality. is one of those books that you go to if you want the foundational pieces of Christianity. It provides you with the solid backbone of what to believe as a Christian. Today, you heard just one message from a whole series in the book of Romans. As you continue listening to these teachings, you'll notice God's intent and heart in bringing salvation to every lost soul. There are some verses in the final chapter that say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. It's remarkable when you think about it. Have you gained some great insights from today's teaching? If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, check out our podcasts page at mainthingradio.com. You can also find us on Instagram. Follow the link on our website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too. If you have any questions about what you heard, or if you'd like prayer, give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 
531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today in the Book of Romans. Our time with you is about up, but we look forward to what God wants to teach each one of us next time. Connect with the Lord on your own and make sure to come back here for our next edition of Main Thing Radio.